0: Welcome to this week's podcast by Celebration Church Rarotonga. We believe this message will empower and equip you to live a life of breakthrough. Thanks for joining us. Hey, my message today is entitled, We Don't, He Won't. We Don't, He Won't. Uh, there's an assumption in the body of Christ today that God does all because God is sovereign. He's all powerful. He's all existing and he's eternal, if you like, and he's uh, um, you know, it's, it's self-sustained, self-sufficient, that God does everything. If it's initiated by God, God will do it. And we get out of that, we kind of say, well, if God wants to heal me, he'll heal me. If God wants me to prosper, he will prosper. But in a way, if we understand the word of God, in some ways God has actually limited himself to partner with us. We see that in Genesis 1, uh, 28, then God blessed them, and that's important because it's them, Adam and Eve, plural, he blessed both of them. And then he said to them this, he said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue, and have dominion. So there's a mandate, early mandate for Adam and Eve, they were to do this. But you see right now that God, it was never God's intention, if you like, or his plan or even the vision for him to come and lead, direct, and manage the earth. He had wanted Adam and Eve. That was their mandate. Okay, so when we come into Psalms 115, 16, Psalms 115, 16, it says this, the heavens belong to God, but the earth he has given to the sons of men. All right? So he's given the earth to the sons of men. That's a big mandate to look after the earth. And then we come over to Paul the apostle in 1 Corinthians 3:9 and this is what he says. For we are God's fellow workers. We are God's fellow workers. It's like a co-laborer or together laborer. The word fellow worker means in the original Greek there it means actually an associate or a link So we are God's associates on this earth and linked in with his purpose. And it's never been God's intention to actually govern this world without the role of the church, without the role of you and I. And uh, I think that's very important because um, it concerns me sometimes when I think people have this, because God is so powerful, he's so sovereign, he rules the world, uh, he's the possessor and the ruler of the universe, all of that, that we kind of think we'll just allow God to do stuff. But I know the word of God says this, is that is that God doesn't wish that one person perishes that's his will. He doesn't wish that one person perishes, but we know that people are perishing all the time. So we've been called as a co worker, a laborer. I think it's back in Ephesians that says that we've been seated in heavenly places, reigning with him, and it says together. It's that theme again. Do you remember in the, uh, when Jesus was in his own hometown? Uh, the Bible says he had, previously he had healed all manner of sickness, all diseases. And yet when it came to his own hometown, the people and family members challenged Jesus. They couldn't get past the fact that he was Joseph and Mary's son. Kind of like a little bit obsessed with the fact that he was natural. And the Bible says this, that he couldn't do many miracles there because of their unbelief. Now notice unbelief has been called out as the problem. The contributing factor as to why there was no miracles is because there was this unbelief. Okay, so the miracles didn't happen, that happened elsewhere, they hardly happened here because of their disbelief and unbelief. The Word of God says in Psalms, it says that God, that that Israel actually limited God. So we're seeing somehow there seems to be like a restriction that we can put on, um, we can put on God through our unbelief uh, and these kinds of things. So that's important. So the first thing I want to talk to you today is actually doing the Word. Doing the word. That's the first thing. So now we understand that God has given us a mandate. Uh, and the, one of the keys to our breakthrough is you and I being purposeful, deliberate, and intentional about obeying the word of God. The way to put it this way would be to go to, um, uh, I think it's James in 1.22. 2. So it's James 1.22. And it says, hey, guys, I want you to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. In other words, don't be just a listener only deceiving yourselves. Let me read that one more time. But be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself. In other words, the blessing is not in the hearing, it's not in the understanding, it's not in the comprehension, it's in the application. The benefits of the word of God outpoured to bring a favorable outcome is actually tied back not just to your understanding of it, but into the application of it. That's important because in church, I'll say something. We could talk on forgiveness, and everybody will nod their heads, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about uh, some areas of morality, some areas of of doing things, and everybody will agree with you, but, in, but it's almost like our knowledge base is much greater than our capacity to obey. But James is saying if you want to get the blessing, if you want the breakthrough, you've got to not just be a comprehender, a professional note taker of the, of the word. We're taking notes and we put them in our little diaries and we go forth. No, we need to actually apply the word of God. So that's the first thing for us today. Where, is, where have you been challenged? What have you been challenged by? Are you actually doing the word? And uh, because I, 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 yeah, okay, so I want to encourage you in that area is to actually apply the word of God because that is the blessing. And that comes down to one of the biggest breakthroughs. Um, Somebody said many years ago, and I listened to this a long time ago, they said, the secret to success in the kingdom is hear what God says and do it. And somehow uh, we've got to make Christianity very, very simple for everybody to, to walk it out hearing what God says and doing it. That's the key to your breakthrough. Sometimes we go around in a circle, we go around in the mountain, and God has spoken to you to do something and we're not doing it. It reminds me of a vehicle or a car. We fill it up with oil, we fill it up with petrol, and it looks great on the outside and we continue to go on. But we're not listening to God and, and, and you know we're doing our thing and the petrol runs out of our life, the oil runs out, but it still looks good to most people on the outside. You know, it's still a nice car in that, but really it's lacking the power. It's got no juice inside. It's got nothing. Where God's blessing was, you ready for this, was way back when he asked you to do something. People come for counseling and they say that, you know, uh, can you pray for me? We're not getting a breakthrough. And I say, what was the very last thing that God asked you to do? And they begin to tell me. And I say, have you done it? And they say, no. And I say, well, look, even if I pray for you, I might exercise authority, but there's no anointing in that. Because God's not going to back me. God's not going to help us out here. God blesses and he endorses obedience. So if he's telling you to do something and you're not doing it, then what? You're expecting God is going to put the magic wand over you? It doesn't work like that. And so let's go to the next point, which is uh, 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 important for us. And that's in the area of application. It's doing it. Did you notice in Scripture there's a really common theme? It's that we go first. And I want to ask you this question. Not only is what God asking you to do, but what have you got around your life? You notice this, that we give first, then we receive. Have you noticed that? That we kind of initiate the stuff that we do. God can speak to us to do it, but we've got to do it. In other words, we just can't be stationary. What is it right here and right now? In your circumstance, as little as what you have, what is in your hand? What do you have? What is it that God is speaking you to do right now? Don't worry about a whole lot of other stuff. All you have to do is listen to the instruction of what God is asking you to do right here and right now. Do it, and then the, then the next thing is you obey it. Listen to the next thing that God is talking you to do. Obey that, and then you will increase. You'll get bigger on the inside. Your capacity grows. Your influence grows. Notice we bind on earth first, and then it is loosed in heaven. Uh, we bind the strong man first. Then we take the plunder. We knock first, then the door is open. We sow first, then we reap. We humble ourselves first, then we're exalted. Hey, we go into the world, preach, and signs and wonders are followed after. we preaching first. We lay hands on the sick first, and then what happens? People are healed. You're still not convinced? Well, it goes on. We seek first the kingdom of God. Then all of these things are added unto us. We have faith and patience first, and then we inherit the promises secondary. Notice there's a first and there's a then, but we go first and there's a then. The then is always the outcome. We we wait on the Lord first and then we're given strength. We confess our sins one to another first and then we're healed. Or we confess with our mouth and believe with our heart first and then we're saved. We are to persevere and overcome first and then we shall inherit or eat the tree of life. I think you've got it. Jesus said to the man with the withered hand, what did he say? He asked him to stretch it out. Jesus said to the paralytic guy, he said, rise, take up your bed and walk. Jesus with the loaves and fishes, what's in your hand? What, what can you give? What have you got? Uh, you give them something to eat. God said to Moses, what's in your hand? And it was a rod. And I noticed finally in this, is that, and I think it's uh, 2 Kings there, 2 Kings 4, where it says, to uh, Elijah said to the woman, don't forget, what shall I do for you? And remember she said, no, he said, tell me what do you have in your house? And she turns and says to him, well, your maid, sa- uh, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. That's all she had. And I want to ask you, what is God asking you to do? That's very, very important. Um, because the, the the breakthrough, you ready for this? is in the obedience. Let me repeat that. The breakthrough, the next level, the going from faith to faith, to going from glory to glory, or from strength to strength, is always in your ability to obey. If you go through the Old Testament, you will see one of the biggest issues was this, is that people did not believe God, and they did not obey Him. And that's what we must be doing in the New Testament, in the modern day church today, as individuals and as churches, of course. But you in your life, you and your family, you in your circumstance, I want to ask you, what has God asked you to do? Are you doing that? And I think that's a key critical component for you. If you obey God and if I obey God in that, then we begin to walk out the blessing. Now, financially right now, you might be in a very, very tight situation. What's in your hand? What is God asking you to do? Maybe he's asking you to make something. Maybe he's asking you to sow something, and it unlocks the blessing. And then you go back, and you begin to say, well, Lord, we need a further breakthrough financially, and then God begins to uh, speak to you more. And I've, I've loaded with testimonies of where I've just listened to the voice of the Lord. I've stepped out after I've heard from him, and God has always been faithful to bring the increase. But what happens is sometimes we get just complacent and we're at a certain level and we get satisfied. We're happy with that. But I'm saying there's so much more, so much more. And it's triggered by you hearing his voice. See, the relationship with Jesus has always been about breaking through to new levels, but it's an intimacy where we're hearing God. God wants us to expand. God wants us to grow. God wants us to advance the kingdom of God, and it doesn't happen because we're stationary. It doesn't happen because we're embracing the status quo. It comes down to the fact of you and I being a hearer of the word, but being a doer of the hearing. So when God speaks to you through the preaching of the message, You have to write that thing down. Don't just be a listener. Don't just put your folder back and say, that was a great message. Thank you, pastor. That was good. No, no, no. I want you to apply the word of God. And I promise you this, the supernatural manifestation of God, the provision of the miracles are always in the word of his voice. Now, I'm going to close on this point. It's to do with repentance. You notice that John the Baptist came preaching and teaching the kingdom of God. And he said, repent for the kingdom of God is close. Jesus did the same. His first public words were the same as John's. Repent, for the kingdom of God is close. Repentance itself is a doing word. We have to repent. We change our thinking. uh, We repent from certain thoughts, um, but also our actions. So this is tied into doing what God is asking us to do. I've discovered this, that God and the word of God will be faithful to deliver us from our enemies. He promises us he will deliver us from our enemies. But there's no promise in the Bible where it says he would deliver us from our friends. So God promises to deliver us from our enemies and not our friend. So if we make sin our friend, we haven't positioned ourselves to be delivered and set free by the Lord. So some people will come up and they'll say, you know, pastor, please pray for me. Uh, I think I might have demons or can you set me free in this area? I'm struggling with this area. But when I ask them, there's actually, there's a void of repentance. There's no repentance. And I want to encourage us as God delivers us from our enemies. There are areas that I have been set free from by God supernaturally or some, it has been a sovereign work of God. It's been a supernatural work of God, but I did meet the conditions. The conditions was humility, going before the Lord and crying out to the Lord. The conditions was closing the gates and closing the doors, the dark areas around my life and saying no to those things. In other words, I come out from amongst it, touch not that unclean thing. I will accept you, says the Lord. And the deliverance that I took, or that I that I underwent, if you will, the deliverance was dependent, you ready for this, on the conditions that I met. God will. You see, God is not a... Um, he works via uh, invitation and not an invasion. So God, what God does, he he has esteemed the freedom of choice. If you want to be stuck in pornography, you could be stuck in pornography. There'll be a judgment on it. There'll be consequence and ramifications on it. We know, but that's your choice. If I want to steal, that's my choice. Even as a Christian, there'll be consequence. There'll be a judgment on it for sure. But it's still a, a choice. And walking righteously and obedient. Towards the Lord is still a choice. I can stop being obedient to God any time. There'll be a judgment on it. I'm sure there'll be a consequence about it. But I, but that's that's my responsibility. It's, it's it's kind of like that's that's the freedom of choice. That's the gift that God has given me and He's given you. So God promises to deliver you from your enemies and not your friends. It's when you come to a place. It's when I come to the place of saying no more. I want to stop this. Enough is enough. I'm going to close the door. I'm going to do a U-turn repentance. I'm going to walk away. Then we can now come to God and say, God, help me. Grace me, strengthen me, and deliver me from the bondage of the sin but you see, God can do that because we are positioned ourselves. And I would encourage us in closing today to be able to think about some of the things. I reckon one of the challenges some people need to repent, if you like, and ask God to help them. But they need to actually have a spirit of excellence around them. When uh, when average and excellence is like an option, why would we? go for slothfulness or go for average? Why can't we go for excellence? And so some of us in the era of of repentance, we need to actually walk away and close the door on slothful living or lazy living because the Bible talks a lot about that. The other area is the area, I mentioned pornography, some of the moral issues. Some of us need to uh, close gates in certain areas, and we've never quite had the breakthrough We've never really uh, pushed through into moral purity, into excellent living and and, uh, these kinds of things. We've never really moved on the other side into the miraculous living of Christ and the, the walking in the spirit and abundant living because we've still got areas around our life we've never closed the doors on. We know that we should close the doors. We know that we're struggling with the sin now. We know that. We understand that. But the reason why it's a struggle is we're still entertaining. We're still uh, involved with different things. And I want to encourage us today to actually begin wholesale aggressively ruthlessly close the doors on areas around our life. Maybe we need to adjust some of our relationships. Maybe we need to say, God, I need to stop thinking these thoughts. I need to stop being negative. I need to stop my mouth running with gossip. I need to stop comparing myself to others. I need to begin to actually exercise some grace or exercise generosity being a doer of the word. So in closing now, I want to ask you, what is God saying you to do? Have you come to the place where you're actually sick of some of the things you're up to. If you have, I want to bless you this morning. And that's a great place to be. And we can close the doors on some of these things and allow God to actually move powerfully. You can move to the next level this morning just by virtue of doing one thing, and that is repentance. God bless you in Jesus' name. If you enjoyed this message, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. We'd also love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook at Celebration Raro or visit our website, celebrationrarotonga.com. Until next time.